welcome along in everybody to the Red Card Radio News episode. We hope this is the one-stop shop, one place you need to come for all of your news in and relating to the English Premier League. My name is James. I support Arsenal. That's Brad. He supports Chelsea. Diagonally across from me, that is Joel. He supports Newcastle United. And down below, directly beneath me, is Sean. He supports Tottenham Hotspurs. Gentlemen, hello. How are you guys doing today? Okay, shrug, shrug. <laughs> same same okay. as I was yesterday. Everyone, everyone is straight shugging. Um, all right, so what we got here, we got the news for you guys. We were going to mostly cover the Champions League probably tonight. Um, got a lot of a lot of stuff going on in Europe, uh, and we'll we'll hit some comments uh, from last week's episodes before we get into the to the European talk. But before we do all of that, if you could, if you are new, if you just stumbled across us, if you could hit that subscribe button. Ring the sub notification bell if you're on one of our podcast sites. If Spotify recommended you to us, uh, we would we would be eternally grateful if you gave us a follow. If your platform uh, allows a five star review, we would appreciate that as well. Um, drop a comment in our YouTube video. Join our Discord. It's in the show notes or the uh, the description for the video. And uh, we'd love to hear from you guys because we love to talk about comments. And that's what we're gonna do first. So. We had a big conversation last week um, all about the the VAR fiasco that was that took place in England about a week and a half ago. Um, offside lines not being drawn, wrong players being selected for who is the furthest back, all kinds of shenanigans um, happening with English VAR. A quick update, Lee Mason and the PGMOL have mutually agreed to terminate contracts. So Lee Mason is no longer employed uh, by the Premier League uh, match day game officials organization. Howard Webb uh, got him out. So that's it's an interesting update. Um, I mean, I'm pretty happy about that because he was directly responsible for two, um, for both of the VAR blunders that affected Arsenal this year. The uh, Martin Odegaard foul on Christian Eriksen and then, of course, the uh, offside lines not being applied to the in in the Brentford match, um, but Jimmy uh, Jimmy's thoughts on this. I kind of asked the question. I said, which which one is worse, not drawing the offside lines as happened in the Arsenal Brentford game, or picking the wrong player, which happened in the Burnley game? And Jimmy's response was, not drawing the lines for offside has become a massive problem. It's happened twice. It happened twice in the Liverpool Wolves FA Cup tie. Um, so I think. We, we can see where, where Jimmy's thoughts are. I, I paraphrase Jimmy's comments a little bit. Will uh, Will did chime in uh, to Jimmy's comment. He said, line drawing has always been somewhat subjective. And I think he's referring to like when the pass was fine, like the last touch of the pass and what the furthest forward part of the player is in terms of where to draw the line. So like you have the instant for when you should start drawing the lines and like what is the body part that should be, you know, drawn on. Um, uh, but he said semi-automated offside seems to be the next evolution uh, that includes some leeway. Um, but ultimately, Will wants to see an overhaul of the offside law. And Jimmy, Jimmy kind of agreed. I think that they've they've both expressed this sentiment in the past. I don't know how you guys feel about that. What do you guys? How do you guys feel about the offside law as it is currently stated? What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? Do you think it should be updated? just takes too long that's my biggest qualm it's there's some the like even liverpool's goal against newcastle at the weekend like we could see it was on side but it still took them 
two, three minutes to figure it out. And it's just like, just crack on with it. It shouldn't take this long. If we at home know what's going on before the referee can see it and know what's going on, there's a problem there. So it just takes too long, way too long. That's I think the point the of go for it. Yeah, the the point of having the VAR official should be your eyes on the replays that the referee on the field can't see. Like so, that's the idea, right? Is, is that you have the VAR official who is looking at the the video replays that can say, "Yeah, this is this is good. Let it go." Well, the should, problem is should, they have to be kind of, take like five seconds. They should just take yeah. Seconds. I think. Uh, yeah, I think I think there needs to be a time limit on it because if you're taking this long to make sure that it's like if the decision is correct or wrong, then you're getting too nitpicky and it needs to go with the match official. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Skip Bayless approach here, and 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 if you have to look at it more than t- more than three times, you have to stick with the on-field call. Like that's something that uh, Sean's boy Skip always talks about is that like if you have to look at it more than yeah. three. <laughs> more than three times uh then you have to stick with the on-field call um and then uh brad you'll be happy to hear uh both will both will and jimmy agreed that the uh, west ham incident should have been given as a penalty it's a handball 100 percent. so oh in my in my game or yours uh in in uh in In both games chelsea's chelsea's game in in both games it's a handball we didn't talk about yours yeah, we, we didn't get it. I, I saw it in our uh, loyal listeners. We have a rundown. I saw it in the rundown. I assumed it was for my game. I didn't realize oh. they had two handball situations oh. in a row. Suchek, I had a great save against, uh, um, oh, God, for who was shooting against Chelsea. Gallagher. Yeah, it was against Gallagher. Gallagher, great shot at goal. Suchek, it was the second goalie, and uh, he saved it. Nah, he was going to the ground, and he was, his he was arm was on the ground, and his, his arm comes out. This is. Chelsea's Twitter admin. Did you see it after the game, Brad? The Twitter admin. So FIFA released like yes. the best saves of the year, and Chelsea nominated Chelsea's admin yes. nominated Thomas Suchek. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, that's funny. I was thinking, why? Uh, why didn't I see that on Twitter? It's because I have Chelsea Football Club <clears throat> muted on Twitter, so I never can see Chelsea's tweets. Um, <clears throat> wow, I can't see uh, that football club. But the I, I don't know. I don't. Remember the player? It could have been Sushek as well, but uh, but uh, the the player in the Tottenham game that's that's not yeah. a red, but that is a penalty all day. Like yeah. yes, he does get bumped a little bit by Richarlison, who does give a little chicken wing to it too. I, I like I'm not I'm not exonerating that he does bump him. He is stumbling. He does stick his hand literally down in the way of the ball and stops it. And uh, I was listening and not watching at this time. And then later in the game, the video was up. I was driving, though, so could only glance over every few seconds. So I wasn't actively watching. Um, But I was listening at this point. And the announcers, I can only go on the tone of the announcers. They are painting the picture of the game. In the moment... They seemed surprised that the Tottenham players were, uh, they you know they were kind of like wait a minute the Tottenham players are are adamant here, uh, there there must be something going on. Then they see the replay, and then both of them are are, are just they just say that's a handball. Yeah, <laughs> that's was, a, he clearly reaches for the ball. It was definitely a handball. I don't know how it wasn't called. And then 
And then I guess that he doesn't go to, he's not called over to the monitor. I guess he's just told it's not a handball. That's what it seemed like from yeah. listening to it. But that's, yeah, that's after I saw it, I, I just was in disbelief that that was allowed to play on. I don't, uh, I don't, yeah, I think, go ahead. I don't want to get into this right in this moment, but at some point, Sean, we're going to have to address the albatross in the room. That is the 60 million pound purchase of Richarlison and his uh, production in front of goal for, for Tottenham. Uh, Awful. We'll, we'll have to, we'll have to address that at he's, some point. He's barely played. You want to do his minutes? You want to do his minutes to goal average, which was going to be zero. Still zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, against, I don't know, any of your new signings. It's yeah. probably pretty similar. Let's compare him to, to Gabby Jesus. Yeah, let's do that. What's he got four? So the minutes to goal is probably like point two. I'm just saying, like, I think that there needs to be conversation about, uh, he doesn't play a lot. <laughs> then why did you that's spend also, 60,000 on also him? Concerning. If he's not, not playing, that's concerning. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The, the only concerning part is son's recent form, which, uh, I did learn this weekend, uh, that he has scored five. He has scored four goals from the bench and one goal off from starting this season. He has five goals this season, and 80% of them have been from the bench because he scored a hat trick and one goal this past weekend. So maybe the play is just for the short term. I, I, I don't think it's fair to Sun and his skill set. I don't think... He's just got a poor run of form. I think the fair thing to do is just sit, just bring him off the bench for a couple of games. Super Let him get his confidence back. Super sub is like a legitimate thing to do for people. Like it, it absolutely, it, it's a legitimate thing to do. And can you imagine if you're playing and on in the 65th minute, you've just been playing football for 65 minutes, you get to see a fresh young Minson just walk on the yeah. pitch. You're just like, uh, can you imagine? You're just like, man, what am I yeah. supposed to do here? Um, yeah, I did some quick, quick, quick math maths for you, uh, Sean. All right. Uh, and now this is just appearances. It's not minutes played. So that obviously different things. Um, but Gabby Jesus has, uh, 14 appearances for Arsenal and five goals across all competitions. Um, Tottenham Hotspurs. I'm looking at Richarlson. Point three. Richarlson right here. So 15, 15 appearances and there's a zero next to his name. So he scored yeah, in the like, which is which is confusing to me. I don't know why it's why it said why it doesn't he score twice in the Champions League for Spurs? Or two goal, yeah. two goals in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. so I don't yeah. I don't know what's going on over here with this. With that must be just Premier League appearances because he does get subbed on a lot, but okay. he, Conte doesn't sub until like the 80th minute. So right, he so only gets 10 minutes a game. Of all of his appearances, yes, that's just Premier League. Yeah, so of all of Brad. Richarlson's appearances, it's uh 21 and 2. Richarlson. He's he's played at least fifteen hundred minutes in the Premier League this year. Who? Richarlson. It's a lot. Yeah. Like That's, I said, uh, sixteen games. Like I said, worth, I don't, I, I, almost seventeen games worth. Like I said, we don't need to talk about this right now, uh, but it's something that yeah. we'll have to address in the future. Sure. <laughs> All right. Um, where are we? We're talking Champions League. Okay, so we had some 
I should say we're talking European football. Let's be broad here because we are going to mention the Europa League as well. Um, but so last week uh, we had two of the English teams come into the Champions League. Uh, this week we have the next two coming in. Um, at time of recording, City have not yet played in the Champions League, so we we don't have. At time of recording, we don't know the result of the champion of the city game. But at time of listening, when you guys are getting this podcast, you guys will have seen that match and you guys know the result of the match. So, what's up, Brad? De Bruyne is not playing. True. Uh, Stones not playing, and Laporte is not playing. I believe are the yeah. three apparently that are out of the match day squad. Apparently, illness due to illness. They're sick. They got a little little sniffle. What Pep said. Um. So, um. But. A, a quick uh, update for you guys. So just so you remember, Spurs and Milan, that is uh, Milan carry a 1-0 lead uh, to to Tottenham. They'll, they'll play that game on March the 8th. Uh, in the Chelsea-Dortmund tie, uh, Dortmund are carrying a 1-0 lead. Why are you confused about, Brad? Uh, oh, yeah, it is Tottenham. Sorry. The thing I was looking at had it as it was supposed to be. Uh, I was at at Tottenham, so I was confused for a second. That's no, all. we were at, at San Siro. Yep, yep, you're at the San Siro. Okay, yep, so yep, yep, yep. in the Chelsea-Dortmund tie, uh, Dortmund are carrying a 1-0 lead in that tie. That game will be played on March the 7th. Now, uh, on Tuesday of this current week, what you guys are listening, so two days ago for you, if you guys are listening to this on Thursday, when it's released, uh, Liverpool and Madrid played at Anfield in the first leg of their of their round of 16 tie. And Liverpool had a phenomenal start. They were up 2-0 in 14 minutes. Um, Darwin Nunez had a, quite a nice goal. And then uh, Thibaut Courtois essentially gifted Mo Salah a goal. He, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. Um, it was an epic error. Madrid pull one back. Vinny, Vinny Jr. has, Vinicius has, his first goal was incredible. Um, just kind of cutting in and just wraps it around three or four players and puts it past Allison at the far post. Nothing Allison could do. It was quite the goal. Um, and then to tie the game, like five minutes later, whatever it is, Allison decided to gift gift a goal back by by passing it off of Vinicius Jr. and into his own net. Uh, so that was there's some stellar goalkeeping play in this match. Um, Allison said, hold my beer, Courtois. I got you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Real Madrid uh, proceed to score three goals in the second half. They win the game 5-2. to two. So in a match that Liverpool were winning 2-0 in the 15th minute, essentially, um, they proceed to lose the match 5-2. Um, surely that means that Liverpool are are, are getting knocked out. Like, there, there's no overcoming a 5-2 defeat in the first leg when you're at home. I have a I have a question. Shoot, Brad. Is Van Dyke washed? <sighs> no. Real Madrid was so good tonight. I mean, Real Madrid are very are, are an amazing team. But like, they were unreal tonight. But like this has to be one of the worst seasons Van Dyke's ever played. Yeah. It's a weird season, though. Like, I, don't, I don't know if I'm... I, I don't think I'm wrong by asking this question, though. Liverpool in general are just terrible this season. They're just not... True. Is, is all it. It's not just Van Dyke. It's all of them. He's got no like, protection. He's getting no protection from the midfield. They're relying on an 18-year-old who is um, trying to revolutionize their midfield and a 75-year-old Jordan Henderson and... Uh, 
a Fabinho who can't run anymore like? I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but like, Van Dijk's also not helping himself. Like he used to never be dribbled around after after you beat the midfield. Yeah, Mitrovic. Then you'd have to do Van Dijk, but like, he got like. Yeah. I don't know. You sighed and you took a second to think if he was washed or not, which I'm, means my question's not necessarily wrong. No, I don't have an issue with the question. I'm just unwilling to. I'm unwilling to concede that point. I th- I, f- I really think that this is like so. You know, the person who was watching this game with with the most anticipation, of course, was Jude Bellingham. Jude Bellingham was was very closely following this match. I'm sure because he was he has been linked most heavily to both Liverpool and Real Madrid as his next destination. Um, and Liverpool fans, journalists have been saying that this is the summer. This was this is the summer that Liverpool are going to sign Jude Bellingham, right? Yeah. But why would Jude Bellingham choose to go to Liverpool, to this Liverpool team in this moment, if he could go to Real Madrid? Like, because you'll get minutes at Liverpool over I, Real, and England's his home. Yeah, I th- yeah I think that's a. Just a generally different question when you watch when you're saying you watch that game and this you're asking in a sense of like if a if a high school highly touted high school recruit is watching a game and decides which college they're going to well I would like to be on this team because they're better but in this situation he's probably looking at this game thinking I get to go home and they need me. I, I'm going to be used actively, where he, whereas he might look at Real Madrid and think I might struggle to get on the field. I don't. I don't think that he looks at Real Madrid and says I struggle to get on the field on that team. Luka Modric is 95 years old. Um, <laughs> like, Cruz. Yeah, they're all. Yeah, Tony Cruz is a 77 years old. Like they they have an aging midfield. Um, it was it was a salacious way for me to answer ask that question. Um, but I think if you're comparing destinations, because it, 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 for all intents and purposes, like in, in soccer, as much as we want to talk about like players don't necessarily like have that much control. He has <laughs> he has a lot of he has a lot of power in terms of choosing where he plays next, because the the the, the teams that want to sign him will pay what Dortmund are asking. Um, oh yeah, but then this 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 notion that he gets to go home. I think there's better landing spots for him in England than than Liverpool at the moment. Um, I think City is a better landing landing spot. Um, you you, so can he's, make, you can make an argument that United might be a more palatable landing spot. I, I don't th- is Jude Bellingham from Liverpool? It, I, that I don't know. For, for, for what it's worth, think no, so. he, he is from outside, well outside of Birmingham. He is from the Midlands. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's from Birmingham. Yeah. Newcastle buying Jude Bellingham? No, you can't. They won't spend that money, <laughs> even if they they wouldn't spend the money on the wages. I mean, they see no. you get the Champions League in five or ten Newcastle. years. It's it would be a Newcastle. different conversation. Then I'll get in Champions League. This oh no! You win the Europa League, you guarantee yourself. Uh, I think it's Conference League now. No, you win the Europa League, league you get Champions League. Yeah, you win sorry. the League Cup, you get Conference League. Yeah, League Cup, you get Conference League. That's just what I said. Yeah. Is that what I said? You said if you win the Europa League. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I, yeah, you said if you win the Europa League, you get the Conference League. Bro, I... Sorry. 
<laughs> Sean, you were gonna you were gonna make a point about what? I don't know. I guess you weren't. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> so we still have uh, City Leipzig are playing on Wednesday of this week. Um, now, Jimmy did have a, a point that he wanted to point out about this Dortmund uh, Chelsea match in 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 Germany. So. Jimmy says Dortmund outplayed Chelsea in the first half and Chelsea outplayed Dortmund in the second half. Koble was great. Definitely man of the match. Game probably should have been a draw just based on the two halves. Dortmund controlled the game and Chelsea only really opportunities were on the counterattacks in the first half. Um, second half, Chelsea woke up and attacked and Dortmund con- converted on a counter. Brad, what are you doing right now? Nothing. Rolling through the timeline because it was a week ago, so I gotta remember the match. No, it's not in my head that I agree with Jimmy that it's probably a draw. But didn't you just reorganize the? No. Well, you said it. You said it's in Germany, so let's put let's put it correct. So did you reorganize it as I was reading? Yes, that? yes, yes, I did. Okay, so, so I didn't do it. So what you'll notice I did, Sean, was I I put the date for the next match on there, indicating where the return leg was going to be. Um, ah. I see. And, and and so now you've inverted the score line that's in parentheses next to the next. To, so it says it says zero so to one. Chelsea that that one now, now, now Chelsea going into Stanford Bridge. Don't worry, that's fixed too. You don't understand how like unsettling it was. So I'm I have reading it and like things are just I'm moving. Sc- on yeah, go, just keep reading. Just, so keep, just keep reading. Just keep reading. I was just trying. Keep reading. To, I was trying to, and lines were like shifting up and down. It was. Just keep reading. All right, uh, Brad. Yeah. So, you, do you agree with Jimmy? Yeah, I, I don't disagree with Jimmy. Um, I think we were unlucky for it to not be, uh, to not get something out of this, um, out of the game. It was a great fast break. What he stopped. We talked about that already. Um, second half shows what what we can do, and I hope to see more of that. It seems like you, you think guys they'll qualify. qualify? Hmm? Do you think they'll qualify? What do you mean? Dortmund. Do you think Chelsea the next, will beat Dortmund? The round, they'll, they'll be oh, Dortmund. Uh, it'll go to penalties and we'll win. Like I think it's gonna like we're gonna score a goal at, at the bridge and that's it. And it's gonna go to penalties. And then who knows? Interesting. Huh? You're not super confident. Asking Chelsea to score goals is hard right now. Um, but also we should have everybody back and being able to play full minutes. Um, apparently the physios team the physios team said not to play Silva, Reese James, Mudrick uh, and there was a fourth one. Why not Reese James? He just, just got back. They, they said that uh, him playing he has had a high risk of injury had he played. Oh my gosh. So this is based on the minutes he's been playing and training. I don't know. I don't know we actually have a physios team, so let's listen to them and see. So this is something I picked up from watching the Arsenal All or Nothing series, but they they were interviewing the Arsenal team doctor. I think his name is Gary O'Driscoll. And they were talking about how the, the medical staff will make recommendations to uh, coaches and managers about, about who is available and who's not available. And it's not like they don't give a binary thing where it's like, uh, or at least at Arsenal, they don't give a binary. Yes, he can play. No, he can't play. They say... Um, based on the minutes, based on the scans, based on our physical, uh, you know, inspection of like the, the injury or the, the concern part, like they're, they're like 
they recommend much, they, it's 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 you have like a 50 percent chance that they're going to be injured or it's a 75 percent chance that they could get injured you know and so they they give it to them in like he's in the red zone for injury he's yellow would be like moderate risk and green would be like no risk red would be extreme risk something like that so they say like you know like this player has a, a red risk for pulling a hamstring in this match and so the manager can you know look at that and say well i need them in this match so i'm going to play them um, but it could affect, you know, like, so I, I thought that was really intriguing um, when I when I heard that, that that's the way they do it. It's not just like binary. Yes, he can play. No, he can't play. It's more nuanced. And, you know, yes, he can play, but only for 35 minutes or something like that. You know, I think yeah. that's which I'm, I'm which I would which I would think would be how it's done at most places. Yeah. Like, I think that I think we can say that's probably what the conversation was at Chelsea. I mean, and I mean, you're not playing like. We shouldn't have needed to play Thiago Silva against Southampton. We we hear about this in in American sports about like load management, right? Especially in basketball, yep. where players, you know, LeBron James can't play three days in a row. He can only play two games of a three day, like you know, like he can't he can't play every game because he has they have to manage his load. You know, you saw this with Kawhi Leonard a couple years ago. You just there's stu- there's studies coming out that that's actually there are more injuries to the load managed players at a more active rate than there was before. Interesting. So there's some science that's saying that that's a bad there, way to do it. Now that they're starting to load manage and it's been enough time to extrapolate data, they're now proving load management is counterproductive. Interesting. I hadn't seen that. Yeah. Oh, I, that just, was I, but I guess it, you could make it make sense because it's like start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, yeah. your body. I mean, yeah. It can make sense, but like... I don't know. It's not like they're just think, not doing anything for that day. They're probably still activating their muscles and things like that. They're just not playing. There's a difference between activating your muscles and like warming up and like putting your muscles under some amount of stress than there is of like playing a high intensity sport. Very big difference. So interesting. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. All right. I've been I'd told. Love a PK. I, I've, I've been told Wait. that there's some trivia coming. There is. Ooh. I do have it. All right, I used to. At one point, he's got to he's got to reload the tab. Got to find. I it. have to reload the tab because I have searched over it. <laughs> but this team has been promoted, and a hint will be and relegated from the top division more times than any other English club, and they do have a moniker. Of the Yo-Yo Club. So the most promoted and most relegated from the Premier League? That, that, that is a hint because they have been promoted as many times as they've been relegated. So, which would mean they are not currently in the Premier League. Are you specifically saying Premier League era or first division? All time. All time. <clears throat> okay. It's I've, clearly I've, not, but clearly it not is, Norwich or... Like, it, like Norwich is the obvious one for all of us. It is a very relevant club that you guys would readily know. I think I know it. All it's, right. So Joel thinks he's got an answer. I'm going to write it down. For okay. You guys, if you guys guess as well, so then I can show you that I actually have written this down. Uh. And if it helps you at all, it is 12 promotions and 12 relegations. They hold the record for both. 
And then while you guys think about this, I was reading some fun, some fun facts. So the biggest rise to fame would be the 70s Nottingham Forest team who were currently in the championship or are currently in the championship at the time of this article. But within a four year run, they were promoted from the fourth division from the first division from uh, first division champion. So that was 76, 77, 77, 78, first division champion, 78, 79 European champion, 79, 80 European champion, a meteoric rise for Nottingham Forest from 77 to 80. I have a guess now. Okay. Brad, are you prepared? I'm just going to go Norwich because I know it's wrong, but we're going to go with Norwich. I'm taking, okay. I'm, taking, I'm taking West Brom. Okay. Ooh. West Brom. West Brom. Both Ooh. are incorrect. It is Birmingham City. Ooh. Interesting. Birmingham have been promoted... 12 times and relegated 12 times from the top division of English football. They've been out for a good while. Yeah. Yes. Do you have a chart there that you're looking at or is an article that you're reading? It was, it was actually Wikipedia of yo-yo club. I just Googled uh, most promotions in English football and this was the top result. Is there, is there like a table Uh, that shows? I'm curious. Well, I mean, let me scroll down. I actually should have went here because Brighton and Hove seem to be the second most. Grimsby Town. They have. So this is what I wanted to really see. But Grimsby Town have been promoted many, many times. Okay, there is there is. A, but you're talking specifically about 15, the Premier League. They have 15 promotions total. But that that the first question was about top level promotions, top level relegations. It was not total promotions. Uh, it appears to me, from what I've seen, that Grimsby so far has the total most promotions. Okay, so bright, uh, not Brighton. I'm looking at West Brom. Where's West Brom? I found the article. That, I found the article that you're looking at, West Brom. Yeah, I would be interested to see who has the most promotions. Period, no matter of division, because that would probably be a team that floats between the championship and tier four very often. Wouldn't it be Grimsby Town? Based on that's what I'm looking at. From what I can see, they have been promoted 15 times. Yeah, I think it would be Grimsby Town. Uh, that's that's and a 17 good, relegation. That was a good one. Sean. Wait a second. City spent a year in the third tier, and they're champions. Yes, but that was probably prior to the Premier League. Sure. But yeah, so they cannot be Premier League champions and in the third tier at the same time. I'm confused about that line of like, what what did that have to do with anything? That was in regards to. Um, Blackburn are the only club to have been Premier League champions and also have played in the third tier of English football. Oh, okay. they are currently in they are currently in League One. Okay, or maybe not I mean, currently. After but they, winning the Premier League title, after winning the Premier League title, going down. Okay, got that got part it. wasn't said. That's why I was like, wait a second. I'll be curious to know if Jimmy got this one right. I, I think that Jimmy has no chance. 
Um, Jimmy's. I, I, <laughs> yeah, don't, so I don't. That one was a tough one. I don't think Jimmy has a chance. Um, but I'd love to hear from it. So it, it, j- get in our comments below. Um, drop a comment and let us know um, if you if you got that right. Tell us who your guess was, um, and 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 we'll see we'll see who was right. Um, that's all we got for the news tonight. Check back tomorrow. We'll have a preview of Match Week 25 and a preview of the League Cup final between Newcastle and Manchester United. Um, so definitely want to check back tomorrow. It should be a good one. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. That's at KSBradG. Diagonally, diagonally away from me. That's uh, at Joel Findley 16 Down below me is at Whiteheart underscore Sean. I'm at James Tiffany. Collectively, you can reach us at, at Red Card underscore Radio. And until next time, uh, we will see you guys. Have a good one.